Hello, everyone, and welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ended March 18th, 2022. I'm your host, Bei-Chin Lin, and today I have the pleasure of being joined by Chief Investment Strategist for Russell Investments, Paul Eidelman. Paul, how are you doing today? Yeah, very good, Bei-Chin. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. So, Paul, the two topics that I wanted to get your perspective on today are the central banks, as well as an overview of the situation in China. So why don't we get started with the central bank situation? We had meetings from the FOMC as well as the Bank of England this past week. And on the surface, it seems that the decisions are fairly similar. Both central banks raised their interest rates by 25 basis points. But I'm wondering if you could help us dig into the details a little bit more and maybe focus on how the two central banks diverged at times. Yeah, well, I think there are quite a few common threads between the two. Uh, both the Federal Reserve and the Bank of England hiked interest rates by a quarter of a percentage point. Uh, both of those decisions were expected by financial markets. And I think both of the central banks are concerned about the same thing. They're basically in inflation fighting mode after prices have overshot their inflation targets. And that's a trend we see across many of the developed economies right now. If you zoom in on uh, each of those decisions uh, for the Bank of England, we think they have the more challenging road ahead uh, in our view um, because the government sounds like they want to go ahead with a planned payroll tax increase in the spring. And because utility bills for consumers have already jumped and may continue to do so later this year, it seems like the UK consumer could slow over the course of 2022. And so while the Bank of England is conveying a tightening bias still going forward, uh, we think they could be challenged to maintain a, a pace of sequential hikes throughout 2022 as a whole. On the Fed side, this was their first rate hike for the cycle. Um, and the U.S. economy is quite a bit more resilient to European energy supply issues. Um, furthermore, I think the, the Fed has grown increasingly worried about inflationary risks. Um, in the U.S., we have really a red-hot labor market right now, very rapid wage growth, and the inflationary experience, which in 2021 was very concentrated in transitory categories like consumer durables, has broadened out a little bit. And so I think that has the Fed's attention. It certainly has our own intention, uh, attention in how we've been evolving forecasts. So um, they not only hiked, but are now guiding towards rate hikes at each of their six remaining meetings in 2022. And so I'd say of the two central banks, the, the U.S. Federal Reserve probably has the better chance of actually being able to deliver on uh, a sort of protracted uh, sort of sequence of, of rate hikes here, in our view. Um, bigger picture, if, if I kind of put my investment hat on, um, a lot of these moves in central banks going forward have been priced pretty aggressively by financial markets now. So while that was a, a pretty big issue driving volatility in the first quarter of this year, it, it looks to us to be a, a maturing risk uh, factor for markets going forward, which would be a, a positive um, if, if we're right and if that, if that is ultimately realized. Definitely something to keep our eyes on. Shifting gears a little bit, I want to talk about China, which is obviously facing some headwinds. The COVID cases are picking up again. GDP growth target was set at 5.5% this year which is one of the slowest targets in the Chinese economy history. And of course, we saw the MSCI China index was down almost 20% year to date. It had a steep sell-off on Tuesday, although it rebounded sharply on Wednesday. 
Can you maybe walk us through what's driving some of the movement in Chinese equities and what our outlook is on on the risks? Yeah, I mean, just within this week, we've had some bad news and some good news, which drove that volatility that you just talked about. On the negative side of the ledger, it's really been uh, the developments with COVID. China has been having one of their worst COVID outbreaks since early 2020. Um, and, and with the infections, they closed several factories in Shenzhen this week. It's an area that's responsible for around three to 4% of Chinese GDP. And um, those concerns had been putting pressure on Chinese equity markets. Some of the mega cap technology companies were trading down 25 to 40% month to date in March alone. And I think those negativities and concerns caught the attention of policymakers. And on Wednesday, there was a pretty important meeting and announcement from the China fin Financial Stability and Development Committee, um, where they basically encouraged governments to actively introduce policies that benefit markets. And uh, they agreed on an urgent need to boost the economy. And so um, in a, a pretty managed and guided economy such as China's, you have to pay quite a bit of attention to what policymakers are saying. And that was a very important development with equity markets bouncing quite hard on the news. The um, Hang Seng China Enterprises Index was up 12.5% on the day on Wednesday, which is almost double the largest daily move that we've seen previously in data going back to 2004. So I think some pretty striking developments um, going on in China right now, both from an economic and a market perspective. Clearly some pretty significant risk, but also encouraging signs that the government is stepping into to cushion conditions. Those are excellent points you made, Paul. Thank you so much for sharing your insight with us. And to our viewers, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.